We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's fucking time. Boss, you ready? You feeling horny? Yeah, I'm hyped. <laughs> World Cup? Yeah, my favorite tournament out there. You Yo, it came so fast. Yeah. Like, first week of June's here. June's here already, and then the World Cup. That's it. Go the next month That's or it. so. Boss here, Lamb here, the holding midfielders of VMFC. <laughs> uh, no Allen today. He couldn't be with us, but we got a special guest, a very special guest. The left winger, you play what, what position you play, Steven? Now I'm left back, but left winger, <laughs> okay, <winger>. okay. <laughs> well, back back in my day, Cosmos days, my guy Steven joining us, uh, was the left winger. What's my guy, on, Steve. guys, how you doing? Steve, it's been a Nick. good to little, have you. Little side story, I haven't seen this kid in many, many years, dude. How many years since I last saw you? You think I'd say probably definitely still in high school, right? High school for sure, six, seven, eight years, something like that. Ah, damn, we're old. Oh, so, okay, after your club days. Yeah, after yeah, club yeah, days yeah. when I stopped playing soccer because I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm about to become a quarterback who his pops played semi-pro quarterback and would always cut my ass. He'd be like, yo, dude, just keep playing soccer. You have something there. He's like, until you could throw a football farther than me. <laughs> I think I might be able to now get close, but dude used to have a cannon, and he would tell me, he's like, yo, just keep playing. And ever since then, I haven't I haven't seen Steven. And now you're doing mad shit now. I see yep, you all yep. over the gram, YouTube and shit. So tell tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So I guess since the last time, you know, we, I saw you and uh, we were we were 
it, it was pretty much just soccer, and that, that's what I knew. It was soccer and, and school, you know. So uh, it was in my second year of uh, college, and a buddy of mine that had done DJing his whole life, pretty much, he was in the music industry his whole life. He uh, he wanted to pretty much go into production for for music, and in my second year of college, that was something I wanted to do. I said, you know what, let's learn together. We learned together. It was kind of like a, a cool like friendship thing. We were you know we were going through learning how to make music, you know. And um, here we are now, five, six years later, and uh, we've done a couple of shows in Amsterdam. We've done tours in the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, yeah we've, been, we've been doing a lot of stuff all over the U.S., played a couple of festivals. We did Electric Zoo. out. Uh, that was the most previous one that we did. Uh, Electric Adventure. We've done shows all over the U.S. And uh, a couple of our songs charted in Europe, actually. Um, so we, we've been supported by artists like Chainsmokers, Nicky Romero. So it's been a hell of a ride up to this point. It's been cool. What's the name of uh, your crew? What's your? We, so we we go by One Duo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys will be able to find that on Twitter. We'll plug it away. A lot of plugs coming. A lot of cheap plugs, boss. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I'm all about the cheap plugs. That's <laughs> awesome too, cause like, you know how soccer's the world's game. It's like music too. It's like That's anywhere it. you go. Music can bring you together with anyone, even if you guys don't speak the same language. Like you were going Netherlands, like all these places. Yep, yep. Some country, you know. Like I said, if you speak different languages, music yep. and soccer, sports can bring nice you together. Nice little correlation over there, yeah. especially for this pod now. VMFC getting yeah, yeah. after it, World <laughs> Cup. I know. Right before, right before we started recording, he was uh, he was about to vent about the USA not being in the World Cup, and everyone that knows this program has been listening all these years know that we're big Team USA guys. Even the rest of the guys. And uh, Steven brought up a good point how, yo, during the World Cup, the bars are flooded. Everyone's up for the games, especially when USA's playing. So how do you think it's going to be this go around? I know we sound like a broken record, but I want to get uh, Steven's perspective. That's too. I remember you tweeted out like when they missed qualifying about the bars. How they're gonna take a massive hit this summer? Yeah, dude, I'd expect. I'd expect it. They yeah. said that Italy got a big hit when they didn't make the World Cup. I remember that. Yeah, just like the revenue from the country. They were saying yeah. like a half a half a billion dollar loss. Yeah, they were Jesus. expecting it because they're not. They're not in it uh, this year too. Yeah. So, so how you feel about everything that's happened with USA? Because people haven't heard your perspective. Right. Uh, t- man, when when USA didn't qualify, first of all, the group that we're in for qualifying is something that you're looking at. It's like. How, with a, a nation of our stature, how big we are, how the hell didn't we qualify for a World Cup, especially? I mean, do you know offhand when the last time that we didn't qualify was? It, it was, was like 54 years, they said? 50 years? 50 I don't know, like but that. I was reading it, uh, like, the group that were in the CONCACAF, like, Costa Rica qualified, their country, is, their population is 5 million people. It's crazy. It's like, just look at the USA and it's how like are all, we not All this enough? money, all these resources. I mean, we, we, we're flowing money into the U system. And I think the issue is with us... You got a guy like, you know, say like Cristiano Ronaldo or some of the best players in the world. They didn't grow up with money. Mm-hmm. They grew up like in poverty on the streets, just playing for the passion, the love, the game of soccer. And then you're looking at, you know, in the U.S., you need thousands and thousands of dollars to play in these academy teams when you're growing up. You know, they're not taking the, the stud off the side of the street because, you know, he doesn't have the money to pay for it, the politics, right. the bullshit. And I think that's a major problem. Like, it has to be renovated from the, the youth systems. Because by the time they get up, you know, you got guys going professionally, 12, 13, 14 years old. It doesn't happen in the U.S. You know, you're in college, 18, 19, getting noticed. By that time, you're already, you know, in Europe, you're playing on the first team as an 18, 19-year-old, breaking onto the scene. So I think, you know, the whole draft, like, it works for our other major sports, you know. 
Um, but I think for soccer, it has to be, you know, like you got a guy like Pulisic. He didn't go mm. to college. Right. He went straight to, to yeah, Germany. Yeah. Now he's playing with Dortmund. He's one of their stars and he's one of our stars. Just look at like his trajectory, his career trajectory. I mean, something that we got to change, I think. Yeah, that's something we talked about too, how like in the USA, it's frowned upon if you don't go to school through yeah. high school, through college. And like you said, these these kids are growing up. All they're doing in the academy is going to school and what else? Taking a break, eating lunch, and going back out practicing. Like yeah. that's their life from eight years old and on. And you, in the USA, it's now nah, you have to be in school from eight to two thirty, and then you got to go do homework and practice. Like what, twice a week maybe? Now nah, these kids in Europe, South America, all day are out there playing. That's what they live. And that's the problem. Like you said, like by the time these guys get called up, they're eighteen, nineteen. Guys getting drafted out of college to the MLS, they're twenty one, and they're getting their first years in. Whereas, like you said, these guys all over are already four or five year pros i have nothing to say and i swear to everyone listening i didn't talk to steven about this because he said literally everything that i've said every single time <laughs> yeah, yeah we've that, talked about this that, a ton that's exactly it dude i graduate we'll never college, catch up like that i graduate college i'm 22 23 years old i get drafted to the mls i'm playing some kid from spain who's the same age as me but got seven eight years of pro pro status you're always going to be at a disadvantage. 100%. It's, it's going to take guys like Pulisic to, to break that mold. And, sure. and, and, yo, like you said, it was one thing that when I had Evan on, uh, my customer from the city who played for Wisconsin, he was uh, he, he played for Wisconsin in the 90s, Okay. Uh, Big Ten player of the year, defender of the year, stuff like that. And, um, you know, he has kids in the youth system too, and he's saying, he's like, dude, it's, it's costing me like $4,000 a summer per kid. He's like, I'm in a financial situation where i could afford it but you think about the other kids and you're right steven's right how it's in the u.s it's the rich man's game that lacrosse hockey's expensive too to play yeah. whereas in other countries it's like yo get this guy some cleats put on those like like mad socks <laughs> and shin guards and and find the ball how many pictures you've seen of, of dudes with like plastic just mad plastic bags wrapped up and they make a ball out of that. Shit like that. Like, exactly. that's what it takes for you yeah. to get to that that level. I mean, you see in Brazil, they're playing, you know, in the U.S., it's, oh, I want these $300, $400 cleats. In Brazil, they're playing with nothing on, just in the dirt fields yeah. with some, like, makeshift ball that they had put together. That's the love of the game. That's the passion of the game. It's not the politics and the bullshit that you see here in the U.S., to be honest. That's what I think. Agreed. Yeah, and it, it's, it's going to take a while for that to happen. But, you know... Like you mentioned, Pulisic. It's nice that we have a star yeah. like that, young star. It sucks that he's not going to be able to be showcased on the stage. But anything I'll, else you want to add? No, I, I, I was saying, like, on Pulisic, I would have rather, t like, I wish we would have just gotten in. I rather I would have rather that and lose three games than well, sit home. That's another thing. Experience. I, I kept telling people, they're like, oh, damn, they're not going to be in the World Cup. I was like, dude, the team was pretty bad. They'd probably get smoked in the group anyway. But it's just something, like, like he was saying about the CONCACAF. It's a, it's a cupcake conference. Yeah. region I, I should say where you got to be getting in and whatever happens after it happens but you get those eyes you get these kids now that are 12 13 years old in the summer they're gonna be watching the world cup they be like yo where's the usa at what happened you just lose an entire generation yeah so enough about that because i'm getting upset let's move <laughs> on over and let's talk about the world cup the fifa world cup is here russia 2018 we're going to definitely keep the politics out of this one, right, boss? Russia, USA, we're not going to get involved? No, nah, nah. that. Tim's not here. So <laughs> Tim's, so, Tim's yeah. not here, so we'll keep that We'll keep that out. All right, so we're going to give you guys a group-by-group -group preview, uh, pinpointing three different things for each group. Obviously, who's going to advance. We're going to give you a player to watch and a storyline from each group. So I'll lead off. I'll start off with um, 
we'll start off with storyline for each group. How's that? You guys good with that? That's cool. All right. So my storyline, you know, kind of ease up, get a little funny. Is Saudi Arabia going to score any goals? For Group A, we're starting with for Group, group a. a. Yeah, Group right. A, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Uruguay, and Egypt. Saudi Arabia, since 1998, has scored four goals in four tournaments. And I remember in 2002, South Korea World Cup, the Germany beat them 8 nothing. I think it was. 7 wow. or 8 nothing. It was just a, an analing. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> so I, I want to see. And look, they, they finished second in, uh, in their region, came out. Don't forget, it's, it's all the African teams, too. Ivory Coast isn't in this one. Cameroon's not in this one. So Ghana, Ghana's not in this one. Traditional yeah, participant la- the last yeah they've eight been to twelve years. You can even say they've been USA's biggest rival the yeah, last definitely. two World Cups. They've had to run into them three if you go back to 06. So uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Saudi Arabia does. And I don't know of many other outlets that are going to show love to Saudi Arabia. So I figure <laughs> I get that out the way. Uh, Stephen, what you got as a storyline for this group? My biggest storyline is the health of Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy in, in, for Egypt, not only is he Egypt's backbone, but Liverpool's backbone. And, uh, you know, Champions League final, it goes down against Ramos. And the world was heartbroken because here you got, you know, a superstar who, I mean, I'm personally a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. I love him. Uh, but a lot of people look at his personality, and that's not something they like. Mm-hmm. There is nothing about Mo Salah that anyone can say they do not like. And I'm a United fan. And, you know, we're supposed to hate Liverpool, which I do. But then you're looking at a guy like Salah. I got to respect the guy. You know, he's had a hell of a season. And I think that's the biggest storyline right now. Yo, quick question. Was that tackle dirty? I think there was an intent there. You can't look at it and say. I think there might have been. But I, I, I mean, I don't think he meant to injure him. But I think he uh, Ramos is a guy who likes to get. Yeah, yeah, he, in his is. Head, he has a history. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I feel as if, if Varane was to do that or Marcelo, you'd be like, that's unfortunate. But Ramos's rep is just a dirtbag. Yeah. So yeah. attach that to the tackle and Salah goes down 30 minutes into the game. You're just yeah. like, yo, dirty play. And that's, sure. that, that, man, that uh, was something I saw the first, you know, because it happened right in the beginning of the game. And um, I mean, I don't want to see Liverpool win, but. I want to see a game where the biggest stars are playing, you yeah, know, especially yeah. from a neutral perspective. That's yeah, what you want to of see. Course. So I was, I was upset to see him go down. That's for sure. Boss, what about you? Uh, just Russia being the host country, just going back to the Euros when they played um, England. I'm sure, Nick, you remember that one. You had oh, a- please don't bring this up. <laughs> Dude, we go to... That was we, great. We were in Vegas for that. Actually, we're, we're talking about going to Vegas before... Uh, we're, we're in Vegas for the start of Euro 2016. And we were so, at a Wet Republic. We're at Wet Republic. But hold on, the backstory. I put $500 on England to win the Euro Cup. Wow. So... Wow is right, because the money went missing <laughs> right away. But uh, anyway, I put this, I put this bet in. And I had England to win. It was the last game of my parlay. It was like twenty five bucks for like eighteen hundred dollars, and they're winning one nothing. And then we head to the pool party. We're chilling, boozing. Yeah, like second half, second half, seventieth minute. You know, still up one nothing. I'm looking up at the screen because they would have it on that uh, on that big screen at Web Republic. Right, they right. Show it for five minutes and switch it on over right. to the DJ that's coming on. So anyway, at one of the cabanas is this big ass Man U flag, England flag. So I run into these guys at the bar. I'm like, hey, mates, you know, I'm trying to be British and shit. <laughs> I was like, yo, I bet you guys to win the Euro Cup. How are we feeling? He goes, he's like, live, we're not feeling good at all. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> we, just, we just beat Russia. I'm like, English now? He's like, nah, they tied us in the 89th, 89th minute. I'm like, all right, good night. I yeah. just went right back into the pool. They didn't even wait for a beer. That's it. Yeah. But, but then after that is my storyline. What ensued with the brawls yeah, and stuff yeah. with the fans and the English. They were going to disqualify Russia from the tournament. There was talks of that. So... It's just following how the Russian fans interact with all the other countries coming into their their host country. Something yeah, for, to watch. And and you know, there's always 
anytime a a non-traditional country hosts an event like brazil got mad heat because they didn't even know if the stadium was going to be ready yeah, yeah south yeah. africa had it in t- 2010 russia and then a lot of times what happens i'm sure you've heard about it with greece when they did the olympics like your family uh, must have talked about it how yeah. like a lot of the venues that they've used for that are nothing there's nothing going on there so it just puts your 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 nation in like a hole too financially so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with russia there but we got what and the next one is qatar right qatar that's another shit show i mean that's gonna be that's gonna be a super shit show but the thing about them is they have the money to you know build the stadium and let it be nothing after that you know it doesn't really matter the other reason why that's gonna be a shit show i don't know if you guys have have heard about this but the World Cup's going to be in December. In the winter, yeah, because oh, yeah. of the heat. So, dude, what are you going to do with your league? They're going to, yeah. Are the they league? stopping league? I don't know I how they're going to, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but it's like, yo, you're going to stop everything in the middle of the season. Yeah. Are you going to end earlier, later? Like, it's just a shit show across yeah, the is. board. It's like 120 degrees there if they do it in the summer. That's why they're trying to do it in the winter when it's, what, 90 degrees? There's yeah. going to be so much cramping and dehydration and all that stuff going on in Qatar. So I'm going to piggyback off Steven's storyline with Mo Salah because he's my player to watch, right? I mean, this dude, he mentioned it, the season he had with Liverpool, outstanding. Probably should be a finalist for the Ballon d'Or. He's going to probably miss the first game with Uruguay, but then you're going to have Russia and uh, Saudi Arabia. You could still, he could still go bananas and drop like five goals. You never know. He's on, he's the most, dependent player in this world cup i think because egypt is so bad without him yeah it's arguable too that that'd be the game to miss against uruguay yeah because you'd think they'd lose that game even with him that's a good so it's like yeah. you know what i'm saying like you want to get those points against saudi and russia you, you know when you can yeah you got to think about it as even like a casual fan right you're looking at group a you could be like oh dude uruguay is going to advance and probably just flip a coin on the other three right so right. I, I didn't think about that what you said but yeah rest them all, all hands on deck and just call all out for two games. Yeah. So I'm going with Mo Salah, his status. Boss, what you got? I got a Cavani on Uruguay. He led South American in qualifying and scoring with 10 goals. So I think, you know, with Argentina struggling in qualifying, Uruguay was the second strongest country coming out of South America. So he's up top. He's leading the charge. Can he continue his goal scoring ways on the biggest stage? Yeah, that's 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 a good perspective. I didn't even think about Cavani like that, but dude, I'm talking to one of my customers. He's we're, from, yeah, we're he's, just he's talking from about Peru, it. and he's he's talking about Mo Salah because he's a Liverpool fan. I'm like, ah, yo, Ur- Uruguay is whack. Like, who they got? Suarez is kind of old now. Godin. He's like, dude, they got Cavani. I was like, yo, I, I forgot, forgot about yeah. Cavani. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. See what you got as a player to watch. I'm gonna have to go with with you as well. I'm, I'm gonna go with Salah. I mean, his yeah. his his health kind of determines if for me if Egypt is gonna go through or maybe you know. Uh, a team like Russia is going to go through because I mean Russia, you, you're looking at it too, like you said, being that they're the host country, they're gonna they're gonna be going off pure adrenaline too. Mm-hmm, you know, right. the, the crowd's gonna be behind them, um, but a guy like Salah could change the, the the group for sure. So if he if he's you know close to 100, percent I'm gonna have to go with, with with Egypt and 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 him as the player to watch. Who you got coming out then? So you're well, you're factoring in Salah being His, healthy, yeah, because I I think Uruguay and and Russia would go through if he wasn't, mm-hmm. um, but. It's a 50-50 toss-up, you know, if he's healthy. I, th- I yeah. still think even if he is healthy, Russia does have a chance to go through based off of them being the host country um, and how they handle that. But um, I might have to go with, with, with him, you know, with with Egypt. Uruguay and Egypt? Yeah. How about you, boss? I got Uruguay and Egypt, too. I got Uruguay winning the group. Possibly nine points. It should be nine points, I think, for them. Yeah, yeah. I have that, I have that also. I got Uruguay, Egypt. 
So you know that that's not going to happen because we <laughs> all agree on one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's move on over to group B. Group B, we got uh, storyline. We'll go with storyline. I'll kick this one off. I'm looking at Portugal, right? Portugal's coming off Euro 2016. They uh, they didn't really qualify till the last day also. Ronaldo heroics. It felt like the last three, four games they were playing. I'm, I'm sure Steven knows as a CR7 guy. That's right. Um, but, yo, Ronaldo Sanchez... Not being on this team, I know he's falling off a cliff now. He's he's playing out like Swansea, and he's getting subbed off because of his performance being subpar. And he was a huge piece for this team, man. And if you go back to the prime years of Portugal and the Portugal we grew up on, they always had that holding midfielder that would control everything. Throwback, if you remember Manish, he used to play for Porto. He was a bum when he'd play for Porto and all these other club teams. But when he would play for Portugal, it was like, yo, this guy is like up there with Luis Figo and... Deco, they used to have also Deco's my a guy. Ten. Yeah, De- Deco was the truth. So they always had that guy in the middle that would feed. Everything would go through him, and then he'd you know, facilitate going forward. So I'm looking for that that holding midfielder for Portugal. Who, who's that going to be for them? I'm going to go with uh, – I'm looking at Spain. Who's going to be up top? Like We know their midfield and their defense is always steady and their possession game, but who's going to be tucking the ball away? Diego Costa – was so bad for them after that controversial decision to leave Brazil to go to Spain in uh, 2014. Terrible. Like, World Cup to forget. He wound up starting and wound up on the bench, you know, halfway through the tournament. So, Morata's off the squad. Morata with mm-hmm. Chelsea. He was out of, you know, form, and they left him off the team. Yo, this manager so, left, like, seven guys that played in the – it's like he has something against the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> Half like five guys from Fabregas, uh, Alonso. Domestic guys. Yeah, he took all dudes from Spain. Yeah. So, like, Aspas is an example from Celta Vigo. He had a good year for them uh, up top. I think he had 29 goals this year in all competitions. So, is it going to be Costa or is it going to be someone else? Someone's got to score for them. Because the rest, we all know about Spain. The midfield is set. The defense. They've also gotten away with being that team that kind of started the no more number nine thing. Yeah. Right? When they had, like, Xavi and Iniesta and, like, David Silva. Well, David Silva was still up there. Not David Silva. Um, David Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they also started where you didn't really need a traditional number nine anymore, center forward. You just have a lot of attacking midfielders on there and just make it work. And, and they did. I mean, right, right. when you see the quality of all the Spanish midfielders they brought up, it's like. You just got to make it work. You have to. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hard. Like, I'm sure, you know, being the manager of Spain, you have all these guys coming up the ranks. I mean, now you look at a guy like um, Isco, for instance, or mm. Lucas Vasquez. Or um, Asensio coming up through the ranks. I mean, they always are producing the best talent that the world sees. So it's got to be tough when you when you you know you're leaving out a guy like Fabregas, who's been you know a Spanish hero. Right. But now you got all these young guys coming through the the ranks that you, you know that's where you're looking at the balance. Am I going to leave out one of these guys and the potential experience they're going to get going forward for the future of the national team, or am I going to you know keep a guy like Fabregas in who's been unbelievable for spain for god knows how long now must be nice to have that dilemma yeah bro what about the all the guys <laughs> that he mentioned asensio isco vasquez the, they all play for madrid yep yeah. that was another thing we were talking about the champions league we were recapping the final it's like yo salah goes down they bring on lalana no knock to him but you look at real madrid their first sub off the bench is bail yep. it's like that's why real madrid's always going to be loaded yeah. all these barcelona man U even so what you got I mean, if I'm going to go in a, in a group with Cristiano not in it and say he's not my biggest storyline, then what kind of Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> yeah, fan would I be, that's right? That's true, that's true. <laughs> so I think the performance of him, I mean, I'm expecting him to have a breakout tournament. Um, 
I, I look at a guy like Ronaldo that kind of everyone is always hating on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have his fans like me, and then you got the people who are hating on him. You got to be able to respect the guy. Um, and any time that people count him out, like think about the beginning of this season in La Liga, everyone was saying, "Oh, Cristiano's done. Cristiano's done. He's slow. He's getting old. He, his game's all physical. This and that." Then he comes out, and he's one of the hottest players in, in the second half of the season, yeah. leading Real Madrid to the Champions League title. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot of that has to do with the way that Zidane was managing him, you know, giving him rest here and there. But the guy's, what, like 33 years old yeah. now? So. They kind of folded on La Liga because Barcelona jumped out to that big lead. I remember we were talking yeah, about yeah. that. And they went all in on Champions League. Yeah. And, and yeah. why not? That's what you really want to win That's in the end true. of the day. Yeah, it three-peat, too. Yeah. You know? So, uh, I mean, my storyline for them is Portugal's success, obviously, is going to rely on Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, they've got, they just won that friendly game too against, um, Algeria. I think it mm-hmm. was three, nothing, uh, recently where Ronaldo, you know, he had one assist, he didn't score but their, their attack was looking very fluid. Like I was watching the highlights for that and that was his first game back since being, you know, since he was in the champions league final going through that long run with Madrid and, uh, they look pretty fluid. So I think their success and, and, and whoever comes out of that group uh, is going to rely on, uh, on how the performance of Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm going with Isco, man, as my player to watch, though. Did you give your storyline? Yeah, 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 yeah. you did, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you were just looking at me like you like Forward, just, not like, for Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Isco as my player to watch, dude. Like, it's crazy how he came up through the Real Madrid ranks, and you can't really go anywhere after Real Madrid, right? Like, that's where, that's the Yankees, as yeah. much as I hate to say it as a Met <laughs> fan, but it's like, you want to play for the Yankees. You want to play for Real Madrid. That's top of the food chain when it comes to club football. And he's there already, and people are forgetting just how good this dude is. And he had a breakout year for Real Madrid. He's been on the on the ascend since the beginning, and I think that he's going to be the X factor for Spain. A lot of people are picking Spain to win the World Cup. He's one of the big reasons why. So I'm going for Isco. I also like his style of play. It is crafty. He got that like South American flavor to him, but it's also very technical too. You know, it, that's what really makes you a great, I think, in soccer where you can mix both. Like there's some guys that are super technical, but then there's some guys that are just like like Neymar, just flashy, the Joga Bonito thing. Yeah. But when you combine both, I think that's what Isco brings to the table. I got Ronaldo. Like you said, he's 33. He's yeah. might be his last major tournament at his, you know, at his highest level. So just to take in the greatness of Ronaldo one more time, you know, even as a casual fan, if you have no rooting interest, mm-hmm. watch the Portugal games. Like you'll see this dude, arguably one of the greatest of all time. So watch him while you can, watch him perform at a high level and watch him perform on the top stage. I'm curious to see what the Portugal rating is going to be anytime that they're playing. Because I think two of their three games in the group stage is in the afternoon. So I think Fox and, and the World Cup, they set it up that way. So like people, you know. Yeah, the stars. Joe and Impy and Tim, who don't really watch soccer unless it's the World Cup, guarantee you they're going to be watching Portugal right. just because it's Ronaldo. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Ronaldo as well. I mean, um, like you were saying, to appreciate the greatness of a player like Cristiano Ronaldo. And you're going to have the topic always, you know, Ronaldo and Messi, who's Messi's also arguably one of the greatest players to ever play the game as well. I think what people fail to realize is I don't think, at least in our lifetimes or, you know, future generations, we're ever going to be able to see two arguably goats going head to head where you can actually make an argument for both. Yeah. You know, Um, and I don't think we're going to be able to see like in, in any professional sport you have like, you know, a guy like in basketball, LeBron James. I mean, you guys, you have a guy like Durant who's also amazing, but you're never going to be able to compare them and say, all right, well, LeBron James right now is the best player in the NBA and that's what he's going to be till he retires. In soccer, you have Cristiano Ronaldo and you have Lionel Messi. And that's, 
you have to be able to appreciate the greatness of both because I don't think we're ever going to see anything like that again, if, if I'm being honest. And also, they're the same age, pretty much, playing the same league, which is crazy. The yeah. two biggest clubs in the world, you can argue. And it's just, he, he's right on that. It's That's like, a good point, yeah. I, I, I never like thought Peyton, about that. Two uh, of okay. the greatest a be- all time at the same time. At the same time a better yeah. one is Peyton and uh, Brady. Peyton yeah. Manning and Tom Brady. It's yeah, like yeah. We got to see them. They both started their career around the same time. Both, well, Brady's still going, but... You know, they were both at their apex at the same time. It's true. So Messi and Ronaldo, yeah, two goals. I'm more of a Messi guy, but I'll save that for uh, when for we that. get there. <laughs> um, who you guys got coming out? I got Kinda, Spain, Spain winning and Portugal coming behind them. Yeah, I got that also. Same here. No uh, disrespect to Morocco and Iran, but, you know, let's let's also be a little let's honest. Morocco right? hasn't been in the World Cup in a long time. I think it's a, it's, I don't know, it's a long, they snapped a long drought. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I ran, I ran, I think, missed last World Cup, but they were in it in 2010. I think they were, yeah. Or Not 2006. Sure. They were definitely in 06. I know in 2010. Oh, they might have been in it in 14. 2010 was Algeria. I remember that. Yeah, Algeria, yeah. I remember. And 2014, yeah. I think, because they made it out the group stages in, in 2014. 2010, the Donovan goal. That's when uh, our friendship really uh, took off. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Donovan. Yeah, I ran, though, as one of the top qualifiers in Asia, so. No, not to be taken lightly, maybe. Maybe. I mean, but now you're looking at two of the favorites. I know, I know. Yeah, it's tough. Who knows? Tough draw, tough draw. Let's move on over to Group C that features France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. Um, Steven, I'll let you uh, start this one off. Give me me your storyline for this group. So, for me, I'm going to go with um, the storyline. We have the the captain. Uh, his name's escaping me right now. Uh, the Pablo Pablo Guerrero, Guerrero right? Yeah. That's his name. Um, he was suspended for how long because of uh, fourteen dr- months they gave him. Yep. Word. Well, I, I think it was supposed to be something a little shorter, and then I think he was ending his his suspension, and then the federation then gave him an excess suspension on top of that too, if I remember. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And it ended up being like fourteen months, and one of my best friends is proving it too. And he was like, you know, it's the first time they qualified for the tournament in God knows how yeah. long. So they're all going crazy. And all of a sudden now your captain is, he, he's he's out. You know what I'm saying? And um, now he just got reinstated. So I, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for, my, for one of my best friends as well. You it know, was also pretty happen. cool how the captains of the other three teams all put together like a peti- They started a petition, petition to yeah. get him to play at least for this tournament and just have it continue afterwards right, which is what happened yeah he's also a guy that's he's up older. there in age too yeah. you yeah. know he's not going to be around for the 2022 world cup tough region in south america they might not be there in, yeah. in four years so yeah i think that was pretty cool yeah that was my storyline too the all-time leading goal scorer for peru too yep. so he's a legend in peru he played with munich back in the day so he's no slouch plays with flamingo now in brazil so yeah that's that's kind of big news for for peru I'm going with with France, man. France as a whole, they're a uh, tournament favorite. You could say this is the new golden era of France. A lot of their guys are young. Uh, they went to the Euro Cup final in 2016. Granted, it was in France, so you had that that home field advantage. But uh, the managers on the hot seat with all this firepower, dude. If you don't get at least to, I'll cut you some slack if you get to like the quarterfinals and lose in PKs. But I think this team, you got to get to like the semis. You have to. This team is loaded, dude. They showed a graphic of, um, I think it was uh, Sports Illustrated, a graphic of the guys that were omitted from the national team. It's like, yo, that team alone, just from France, could probably win the World Cup. So you look at uh, Dembele, Griezmann, Pogba, Matuidi, 
Mbappe up top, it's like, yo, they're just stacked all over with talent. And their bench could probably win a World Cup <laughs> too. So if you're if you're France, yo, all hands on deck and you gotta you gotta have a nice long run in this tournament. Definitely. And I think with France too, I mean, being a United fan, Paul Pogba, it's very frustrating to I was, see I was gonna say, I feel like he's a frustrating player to root for, too. Yeah, because you know, he could come out one game and look like, you know, Ballon d'Or candidate. And yeah. then you're looking at him the next game, it's like, well, where the hell did he go? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that has to do with like I, I want to say he has like some kind of confidence issues. You know what I'm saying? Like he looks, he, he's very big into social media. He's big into all that. I think he might be the kind of player that's taking a look at, you know, what everyone's saying about him and it takes a toll on his game. Like if he has a really good game, he's like, he's super excited. But then if he doesn't, you know, he sees all the hate he's getting. Yeah. It gets to him, you know? So we could say Pogba probably got burner accounts, boss, or what? <laughs> Let's go over there and just retweet all the the good comments. Kevin and like, Durant, light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what you got, uh, boss? Who's your player? Uh, I got Christian Eriksen mm. on Denmark. Uh, Tottenham's been a Tottenham top. You always like when I say uh, yeah, their you know, name, the, Tottenham. The English accent on, but they've been a top club. They've been in Champions League, you know, the last four or five years or so, and uh, he's been a key contributor in that midfield. Um, him and Harry Kane leading the charge, and Ali, I think his name is Deli Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah Deli yeah. Ali. So they have a nice, you know, young core in the middle, and Eriksen actually played in the World Cup. They oh. missed it in 2014 but he played in 2010 he was the youngest uh person Player. there yeah so i was gonna say he he's to be 26 a, now yeah. so Holy um, shit. yeah in his prime of his career so he'd be fun to watch i actually have denmark going through um i think they have a chance i have france winning the group but i have denmark going through and i think he, he'll be a big reason why i'm going with uh griezmann that was kind of feel like he's he flew under the radar because atletico got knocked out of the champions league early but they ended up winning the Europa Cup, which is like winning the NIT in college basketball. It's right, like, right. It's like all the like second string, not even second, like third third tier clubs. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm going with Griezmann, man. He had a hell of a tournament for Euro. You could say he carried them to the Euro final, scored a goal against Germany in the semis too. And he's, he's a guy that, you know, man, you is linked to him. I know he re-upped with Atletico, but it's like. For three years now, it's like, oh, he's going to Man U, he's going here, he's going there. He's one of the best players in the world. So I think Griezmann, he's a, he's a candidate for winning the Golden Ball for this kind of tournament. He won yeah. it in Euro. Yeah. So, look, he's a he hell of a... six goals in the Euro. Yeah, tournament. he's a hell of a player. So I'm, I'm looking at him, man. And like I said, he's going to have to shoulder a lot of the load for them because he's. I think he's probably their most consistent player. I think so. But like Pogba, Mbappe, those guys are like, you'll watch them the first game. You'll be like, yo, these guys, yo, no one's going to beat them. And then game two, they'll probably tie. You'll be like, yo, what happened to these guys? But Griezmann's their most consistent player. I got France and Denmark going through. Uh, I, I think France obviously wins it. Denmark goes through second. Um, boss, what you got going through? Same thing. France and Denmark. France and Denmark. Same here. I mean, I'd like to see Peru go through because it would be a great storyline. And we see that in the NHL with Golden, uh, Golden, Golden Knights, Knights you know, yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. We always, from a neutral perspective, I always want to see like you know the underdogs go through. So it would be nice. But if I'm if I had to put money on it, I would probably go with Denmark and uh, and France to top the group as well. For those of you guys that are listening right now, you're probably thinking, yo, these kids are given like obvious picks, right? We're given kind of given chalk. But yeah. remember, I said this when we broke down the World Cup, like the groups. I think it might have been a spitball way back, boss. How we said how this tournament, the way the groups align. It's shaped up to be a kind of chalky tournament. Yeah. They're very top-heavy Very groups. Yeah. There's a lot of two teams in every group where you're like, 
all right, those two are definitely going through unless all hell breaks loose or something crazy so right. so far. But I think this is going to be the group where we might get a little crazy. Yeah, because I think, I think Peru could surprise some people. You know, but I, I mean, we always have every year we have a group of death and it's kind of tough to really say because like you said, the, there's two teams in each group. Yeah. Pretty much, you know, they've been in every World Cup. They always qualify to knock. Yeah, it's like rounds. a traditional international powerhouse. Right, right. This uh, next group might be that, yeah, the toughest this, one to decide. This, this, is, this is the one where I think we might get a little crazy because I, I think, think, so. I think I'm going to get a little crazy. I'm going to lead this one off because anyone that's been listening or following me on social media. Despite me sporting a Colombian national team jersey right now, uh, I'm all in on Argentina. They're ten to one odds to win the World Cup. Yes, I'm saying that's where my money's going to be going this summer. <laughs> uh, but yo, my biggest storyline is Messi. I, I think it's Messi's time. We're Stephen brought up before when we were breaking down Portugal about Ronaldo and Messi. Right? What does Ronaldo have over Messi now? He has one. He has a trophy. With his international team. team, with his national team. Right. It's like, yo, when you look across the history of soccer, you want to be an all-timer. I know I sound like a broken record, but you want to be with Zidane, Maradona, Pelé, all these guys. You need one with your national team. And this is going to be his last chance to get it. All right. Him, him and Ronaldo, I think this is the last tournament. And I think this is the most compelling storyline of the whole tournament, Ronaldo and Messi. Right. Especially with USA being out yeah. of this. For the casual fan, because you know these guys, right? FIFA is the number one game in the world. It's the biggest game, the most purchased game in the United States is FIFA. There's more than Call of Duty, Halo, all that shit. So everyone knows Messi and Ronaldo. It's just like a household name. And I think this is going to be the last tournament. Messi is at the peak of his powers. And I think that Argentina is going to need to ride him once again, like they did in the last World Cup, like they've done in Copa America. They've gotten close. They lost Gote, scored that goal in extra time four years ago but i think this is messi's time man i'm hoping for it because no offense steven i think he's the best player i've i've seen i think he's the best player of all time my dad who grew up watching maradona said that messi's better than him but maradona has the 86 world cup and until you get one for you to be a star a mega star you need one so my biggest storyline is Lionel messi if it's his time and i was blessed actually this past summer i went to barcelona and uh, I went to Champions League. I went for Barcelona versus Juventus. Ooh. And that was, I think Messi scored a hat trick that game, two or three goals. And I got to respect the man. I mean, I love Cristiano, but, dude, that, to see the way that he was playing, you know, just the little touches inside, outside, you know, the, the speed that he has. I mean, his change of pace, yeah. when you see it in person, and I was like six rows from the field. To see him, like, it was just, you're, you're watching it. It's different on uh, seeing him live of course, than yeah. on TV. Like, it's just a totally different game. You know, on TV, it's weird. When you watch soccer, it looks like they have so much space. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, look at all that space he's got to do. But when you're watching him on the pitch, it's so much different. There's not there's nothing to operate. And you see the way he's, you know, weaving in and out of defenses is crazy. So low to the ground, too, man. Oh, it's crazy. Center of gravity is so yeah. low. Yeah. What you got as a storyline? It's very underrated, but I'm going to go with an Argentina as well. Injury to Sergio Romero, their mm, goalkeeper. Right He's out for the World Cup. Yes. I mean, maybe not for the group stages because they got a strong enough team to go through. But when Afterwards. you're looking at the knockout stages, I mean, he's solid. I mean, he's probably the best bat, bat, backup goalkeeper in, on the club level right now. I mean, the only reason he's not starting for us is because we have arguably the best keeper, yeah, David De Gea. Yeah, De Gea for sure has my vote for best goalkeeper. Yeah, so I, I think the storyline, you know, that that was a big blow to their chances, you know, to win the World Cup as a whole, you know? Right. 
Yeah, it's just the same thing. Following up with Argentina, they had a rocky qualifying. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Messi turning it up the last couple of games, who knows if they would even be in the tournament. So can they just put it together now that they're here with the qualifying behind them and just, you know, take off from here? It's funny when uh, Spain played Argentina a couple couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago on a, on a friendly, and they beat them 6-1. Spain beat Argentina. And... uh Diego Costa came out and said, yo, all you guys that slander Messi, this is what happens when Argentina doesn't have him out on the field because Messi didn't play that game. Yeah. And it was uh, the ultimate shit show. They didn't know what to do. So as much heat as this guy gets, he's he's like LeBron James. When LeBron isn't out on the uh, on the floor for the Cavs, you guys saw the, the finals, what was going down. It was a wrap. They didn't know, you know, a chicken with its head cut off kind of thing. So it's the same thing that applies for Messi. And... Yeah, we you just gotta you gotta appreciate greatness when you see it. Crazy. I'm looking at the stats as Messi was directly involved in forty seven percent of Argentina's nineteen World Cup qualifying goals. He has seven goals and two assists. He only played ten games of the eighteen qualifying games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's GOAT status right there. I'm uh, like, that's literally willing your country to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh all right, player to watch. I'm not gonna pick a player for this group. I'm picking jerseys. The Nigeria national team their the screaming jerseys. eagles right that's the what screaming eagles yo so for a little backstory for you guys that might not know nike put out three hundred thousand units online on nike.com for the nigerian national team and they sold out in 30 minutes wow the big nike factory store in london paris and madrid sold out the line was down the block i'll put up a picture on the, the vm instagram and twitter for you guys to go check it out for the jerseys but Dude, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Like, growing up, the Holland jersey was always sick because it was the orange. It always popped. Yeah. The Croatian jersey sick. They're in the same group, too. That checkered. Yeah. It was always something that, even if you weren't a soccer fan, you just knew that. It was so iconic, right? Like the pinstripes for the Yankees. And, um, you know, also, they do have some household names from the EPL. They got Victor Moses, Ihanacho, uh, will be from Arsenal, and they got uh, Musa that also plays for Leicester City. So they got they got some guys who, if you're, you've been following the Premier League, you definitely have seen them. So my players to watch are those guys from the EPL and and the jerseys that they'll be wearing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going with Messi. Same thing I said with Ronaldo. It's probably like you said the last tournament um, at his peak. Mm-hmm. So just soak it in and follow his journey. If they could, like you said, if they can win it, that'll solidify his his status among the elites. Player to watch for me to go completely off a different path for Croatia, Luka Modric. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy is a hell of a player. You see how the season he's had for Real Madrid, he's the centerpiece of their midfield. Yeah, so crafty, you know. Um, so I think I think if he has a good tournament, you know, like I said, that group, it's a toss up. You know, we know Argentina is probably going to go through. Yeah. Um, but the other three teams that you have, they've all got some sort of like backing behind them. Like I think if Modric plays well, the way I think he should. I think they have a chance of going through as well. Our buddy Alan, who has been on the first couple episodes of VMFC, he's actually uh, he's actually Croatian, so he's gonna get very excited when he hears that. <laughs> but apparently, he always there's has some, his checkered. Yeah, shirt he on. always has his checkered shirt on. But apparently, there's some there's a rift between Rakitic and him as far as the space that they occupy on the floor. Right. Rakitic with Barcelona and Modric with Real Madrid, they take up the same spots on the field. But you know, as far as who's gonna go through, this might surprise you guys. I got Argentina and Iceland. Iceland. That momentum from Euro 2016. Yeah, it was legendary. It was the legendary. Upset. Yeah, the England upset cost me money over there. Shout out to England <laughs> once again. Um, but, yo, Iceland in the qualifier came in first. You know who was in their group? Croatia and Turkey. Right. And they won the group. Croatia actually had to play uh, 
uh, two games against Greece to to get yeah. through. You know how they take the best teams from Europe to second place, and then it's like the the two best second place teams advance. So Iceland ended up winning the group, and I think that I'm gonna go with Iceland. I think this momentum carries on. I got Argentina and Croatia, but I I think I can't even count on Nigeria, who's the class of Africa. So, but I'm going with Croatia as a second team to go through behind Argentina. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say as well. I'm gonna go with Argentina and Croatia, and I do think if there is an African team that's gonna make it out of the group stage, it's probably gonna be Nigeria. Um, but Croatia has a lot of class, and we have uh, my boy Matic over there as well in the defensive midfield slot in Croatia. And uh, I know Mourinho, he was going through it as well because I know he gave his picks and stuff, and he was like, being a coach of United, he needs a rest. Yeah, so yeah. I love you, but I hope <laughs> you don't go through to the next round because I want you to have an extended rest in the summer. Um, but I, I see so much talent in that midfield, especially for Croatia. I see, I see them then going through as a, sec- a runner-up to Argentina. Let's move on over to Group E. Group E, we got... Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia. Um, the biggest storyline might be one of the biggest storylines of the tournament is how do you bounce back from that utter embarrassment? I know, boss, we were talking before we started recording, so you could chime in whenever because I know seven we both one. have the seven one. Yeah. Um, look, a lot of guys, a lot of guys on this team now weren't on that team. You know, Coutinho, Gabriel Jesus, Firmino. Don't forget, Neymar broke his back in that tournament. The Colombian player that hit him in the back in the quarterfinals, he didn't play in that semifinal. So you're going to have him back also. I think this is a revamped Brazil team. The Brazil that we grew up loving with Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, I think it's kind of back. The Joga Bonito, the beautiful game, that that Samba style that they play, I think it's back, man. And look, 7-1, and let's not forget, it was in Brazil too. So... It was a very embarrassing moment for probably the best international team of all time, Brazil. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this tournament. They're the they're the favorite along with Spain, according to Vegas. They're, they're three to one odds to win the World Cup. So I'm going with uh, Brazil. How do you bounce back from there? Last time we saw you on a major stage, it was embarrassing. Yeah, that's the same storyline I have, and it'll be interesting too because Germany's in the group next to them. So what that means is they'll wind up on separate sides of the bracket once after the group stage so possibly they could see each other in the final so that'll be interesting just seeing that team across from you that yo embarrassed you last time out what will the result be this time so yeah i mean i have can brazil bounce back from that last time out seven one that won't stop being stopped talk about until it changes yeah, they until have to they put on a strong performance. They have to either beat Germany, and like you're saying, for them to do it, it'd have to be in the final. So they'd right. avenge that loss, and then they'd end up winning the World Cup. But until you win the World Cup, if you're Brazil, They're yeah, gonna you're not going to forget about that. Yeah, Stephen, what you got as a storyline? I'm going to go with that as well. I mean, like you said, Brazil is a heavily critiqued team. You know what I'm saying? So when they lost that big game, you know, it was like, it w- it was just embarrassing to a nation. You know that that was so hopeful going into that World Cup. That was know? hosting too, no less. Yeah, and hosting. I mean, you saw the crowd. They were cutting to, you know, every single scene they were cutting to, everyone was crying, crying going yeah, crazy. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's just every little thing they do will get critiqued. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like playing in New York. You have yeah. all these, the, the best players in the world, they come to play in New York in any professional sport, whether it be basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever it is. A lot of these guys don't perform because they don't know how to handle the, the pressure, pressure of being media, in New York, yeah. in a, a New York animal, market. For sure. And, and I think in an international level, especially for soccer, Brazil it's is like that probably, for Brazil. yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more on that one. Uh, let's look at some players to watch. Boss, what's a player to watch for you? I got Navas for Costa Rica, mm. the goal, goalkeeper. 
Um, he has some rough stretches this year, but um, I have them going through. So I think they're going to need to get a point against Switzerland. Switzerland's also in this group. They're tough. They're, they won the um, the Youth World Cup a couple years ago. That was kind of a big deal. So yeah, their core. I their think core it was guys. 2009. Yeah. And now that core is on the senior team. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up with them. I know uh, Joel Campbell had a Monster World Cup four years ago. He wanted right. Arsenal, you know, going to Arsenal. But since then, he's been around pretty much the Spanish Premier League anywhere, you know, La Liga. But, uh, yeah, I got Costa Rica going through. And I think Novice is going to be a, a big piece and a big reason for them going through. What do you got, Steven? For me, I'm going to have to go with Neymar. I mean, this is one of the guys that I think after Ronaldo and Messi are gone is going to kind of take the it's torch. It's his world, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, and, and I think a big thing with him, he's got injured in the Champions League, yep. right? He had, one, you know, an injury where he missed the rest of the season. And um, I think a big, big thing is how he's going to come back. Because we know, you know, he's healthy. But, you know, his fitness level and everything like that, is it going to be what he was at before he got injured? And, of course, he's going to be playing 90 minutes. This isn't a guy that they're banking on. You know, oh, we'll sub him out at the 65. He's like, right. nah, dude, you're going yeah. until the game's over. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, that's my player to watch. I'm going with uh, Gabriel Jesus from Man City. This guy had a, uh, I want to say a coming out party, but he did get hurt a couple years ago, and it was a very bad injury. Like, he broke his foot, like, right underneath your toes, like, it, the, the middle part of your foot. Very scary injury. I know there was a soccer player from Greece many, many years back who was a center forward, and he broke his foot like that too. And it ended his career. The guy didn't even return. Granted, this was about 20 years ago, so technology and medicine has changed. But it was a very uh, dangerous and scary injury. And came back, played very well for Man City. Man City got 100 points this year in the EPL, which yeah. is madness for that to happen. And, yo, a very famous picture of his... In 2014, he's like scrubbing the sidewalks for during the World Cup, and now he's playing wearing the jersey for Brazil. It's like it's That's crazy. Dope. That's insane. So yeah, Gabriel Jesus, he's probably gonna get mad goals because Neymar will be dribbling around and then just tap it over to him, kind of thing. So I think he'll be the the forward up top with uh, with Neymar over there. So I'm going with Gabriel Jesus. I mean, who's going to advance? I think the one team. That's obvious is uh, Brazil. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'm going with Costa Rica as well. I think Navas, for Real Ma playing for Real Madrid, he's been in big games. I think he'll come up big for them. Despite being a little shaky for Real Madrid, I think ultimately he'll uh, yeah he'll be steady enough for them. I have them too. They just got smoked by England in a friendly, I think, 2-0. But uh, I have them too going through. I just think I think Switzerland is their toughest test. I'm not really... You know, liking Serbia, I'm not giving them much of a chance. But Switzerland or Costa Rica, but I'm, I'm so Costa soured Rica. on on Switzerland because of Shaka. There's the big signing for Arsenal, and it was like, come on, this guy, where is he? You know, so just bad taste for me as, as a Gunner fan. So Stephen, what you got for me? Um, obviously, Brazil is going to come out of that group, um, but Serbia, I don't know. I mean, they, yeah. they they had a really really strong qualifying. I know defensively they were super strong. I mean. You're going to think of the stereotype of the Serbians. They're always these big jacked right, dudes. Right. Um, but I think, you know, they, they I wouldn't count them out completely, but I'm going to have to go with Costa Rica as well. I mean, I think Navas is, is super strong in net, and uh, I think they have a chance going off of their performance in 2014 World Cup. Uh, I think they're going to go through. But I wouldn't count out Serbia. I just think that defensively they had a strong campaign. They well, lost to Paraguay in penalties? Who did they, they lost to someone in penalties in 2014, Costa Rica. Um, well, they beat Greece in penalties. 
in the round of 16. Right, That's right, why right. Navas that got signed it. to Real Madrid. Right. Um, the Netherlands? I don't know. I feel. I thought they were I'll, I'll look it up now as we go. But, yo, Steven, you bring up a good point about uh, Serbia, man, because I'm looking at their qualifying group. They had Wales. They had Austria. They had Ireland. I mean, Austria, you know, cupcake boat. Yeah, Wales and Ireland, they're usually in the World Cup. So for them to get through over there, that's a pretty good look yeah, for them. Yeah, actually, and I don't even know why I called him Croatian because he's not. But Smatic is Serbian. He's on Serbia. So um, he's also one of their key players. And um, I think I think from that perspective, too, I think Serbia has a chance because they do have some some decent named players, you know, if you take a look at, at, at their squad. Um, I know they had a really, really strong qualifying. So I, I kind of want to say that, you know, they might go through because Costa Rica had a strong campaign, but then you're thinking about, well, what are they going to, is it going to be like a back-to-back thing where they're mm. going to actually be able to go through again? Or are they going to be able to deal? Because now they came into that 2014 tournament as like an unnamed team. Yeah. You know, no, like like Iceland in the Euros. Right. Now teams are going to, they have like video, they have everything to kind of look at them and say, okay, this is how they're playing against the best teams in the world. How do we match up against them? So are they going to be able to come back and have just as strong as a tournament, you know? Right. Yeah, know. usually when you think of Costa Rica, you think of like the third team in CONCACAF behind Mexico and U.S. But yeah. now they're like established themselves yeah, yeah. as a threat. They lost to the Netherlands in penalties. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because I remember they played back-to-back games penalties. Yeah. And yeah, it was the Netherlands. All right, let's move on over to Group F. Group F, which features said Mexico, boss just mentioned, from CONCACAF, Sweden, South Korea, and the defending World Cup champions, Germany. That's a pretty good roster, right? Would you say, boss? That they've uh, they've been around. They know what they're doing over there in Germany. They're all right. Um, <laughs> yo, my biggest storyline for them is Carlos Vela from Mexico. Now he plays in the MLS. But this is a guy who was a hot prospect coming up through the ranks from Mexico. And then all of a sudden just stopped going for the national team he just wouldn't reply he wouldn't go during 2011 to 2014 and you know a lot of politics involved a lot of uh you know with international soccer you can't forget that there's always politics like a head coach has his three four guys and then those three four guys have their three four guys and that's why you see like with Greece I saw it to the ultimate to the highest degree where these guys are 37 38 years old and they're still getting reps starting reps on the national team it's like dude your time is done like move on but it's the little clicks that are within each national team. So he came back. He he's he's been he played for Villarreal in, in La Liga, very good player for them. He's crushing it in MLS now. And he's like it's him and Chicharito for 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 Mexico. So I'm really spotlighting him. I want to go a little contrarian because I, I think Germany's gonna get enough love on uh yeah. I think so. My storyline too is just Mexico in general. They can they make it past the round of sixteen. They've been there, I think, the last six years. Yeah. But it's just that demon they can't overcome. Last World Cup, it was the Netherlands. I remember Dos Santos scored that beautiful left-footed volley coming across the middle um, early in the game, and they were defending well. They held up to about, I think, like the 88th minute late in the game, and uh, they scored on a set piece. Netherlands, that is, uh, Schneider. went out to Schneider at the top of the Mm. box, and he ripped one in, and then classic Robin coming up the right side in stoppage time gets tripped up in the box, and Juntalar buries the penalty. So um, just when you thought Mexico might, you know, get through, no, nah, they're sent home again. So I have them coming out this group with Germany and then into the round of 16 they go. Can they get to the quarters? That's my storyline I'm looking after. My storyline, this is the group of snubs. 
Mm. So guys that didn't make it to the World Cup that you would consider should have gone. You got a guy out of Germany like Leroy Sané who had... Dude, that was nuts. He got... I was like, he just got snubbed from the team. He was one of City's best, best players. Yeah, dude. And you, you want to talk about getting reps for your young guys. This kid's what, 21, 22 yeah, years old? super young. That was... I think of all the guys that were left off international play, I think that's the, the, the one that got the most like, Biggest feedback. Biggest head scratcher. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, then you got a team like Germany who also left Gotze off their roster who... I mean, he hasn't really played too strong Yeah, after. yeah. But here's a guy who's a national hero for scoring. For sure. go- you know what I'm like, saying? You kind of feel like, like you got to just bring him back because, like, yo, you won yeah. us that game. Yeah. I feel you on yeah. that. And then not only that, I mean, I know Sweden went through qualifying without Ibrahimovic, but there were some reports afterwards that he was going to go back and play that they made the World Cup. I mean, you got a guy like Zlatan, who's Sweden's all-time best player. Yeah. Play, put on that jersey. Um, and he's not going to be playing in the World Cup for them. And I know, you know, it's not as big of a snub, but at the end of the day, it would have been nice to see Zlatan playing in the World Cup. And, you know, a lot of people came out and said when, when he signed with the Galaxy, like, ah, oh, it's just another retired dude coming you know, last licks and whatnot, get a big contract. He was making more money with Man U, and I'm sure you could attest to this yes, since you was. watched them. Yeah. Dude, he was like the third or fourth best forward for them. He was. For, not for them, in the Premier League. Yeah. Until he got hurt. Like, he was crushing it for Man U. So it's not like, he's a guy that could still ball. But, you know, it's that stigma when, um, what's his name? Conte from, uh, he's a, he's the manager now for, for Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. When he came out and he just, he buried the MLS when Jovino came to Toronto, yeah. one like MLS MVP, he's like, oh, are you going to bring him to Euro 2016? He's like, dude, if you played in the MLS, he's like, you've retired from international play. You're not playing. And now every manager saw him say that, and it's just been a trickle-down effect to all the other teams. But you know what's funny? I think a guy like David Villa, who retired from international football, and he was playing, he obviously plays for NYCFC. He, he's not on the World Cup roster now, but he got called up recently to play in a qualifier, I think it was. Or, yeah. And that was based off of his strong performances. Yeah. He's been in the MLS for like three, four years now. Yep. And they saw him performing, and they're like, we just want to bring him on for experience. And because we know he's performing well, he's got to like a high level give these guys a kick in the ass. you know. Yeah, and he yeah. did. He showed the young guys what was up. I mean, I think he's... Uh, is he Spain's leading goal scorer? I think he's all he's time. Up there. He's yeah. yeah, he's in the top three for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's another thing. Like you know, you, you see the stigma, but then there are situations, outliers. You know, MLS is getting better, but I mean, it's still still not, a young it's league. Not it's not even like thirty years old, yeah. so you gotta you gotta consider that as well. Right. Um, all right, player to watch. I got Werner on Germany. He uh, led them in the Confederations Cup, which they won uh, last July in scoring. So uh, he's contributed. At the club level, too, for Leipzig in the Bundesliga, where he had 13 goals and 21 the year before. So uh, just, you know, who's playing forward up top for Germany? Who's tucking him away? We haven't really seen someone take that role since Klose. Uh, you know, legend. World time. Cup legend, yo. This World guy was Cup leading goal scorer all time. Word. So uh, who's just like, who's the heir apparent? I think it could be Werner. What you got? I'm going to go with Marco Royce in Germany. I mean, um, this is a guy who was... Uh, a couple of years back touted to be one of the best players in the world in the world yeah and he ran into a lot of injury troubles and it looks like maybe he's turned a corner who knows um so yeah i'm gonna go with royce it's gonna be interesting to see how he's gonna come out in this tournament and play that's the same guy i had man i remember he got hurt in a friendly i believe it was it might have been against the u.s yeah and uh he tore his acl prior to the world cup and when Goetze, because they were both on Dortmund at the time, yes. when they won the World Cup, he took out the jersey and he was hanging the the, the Royce jersey. And um, even uh, Jurgen Klinsmann said that 
watch out for Germany going forward because their best player didn't even play in the World Cup and they won the World Cup. So that that's super high praise from, you know, despite how you feel about Jurgen Klinsmann as the manager of the U.S. national team, <laughs> he's a legend in Germany. And he former manager too. Jeremy former manager. Low. He 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 put Love. together this core of players. He's the one that really started that dual citizenship, right? Like a lot of guys were Polish and German. A yeah. lot of guys were Turkish and German. And he brought them in. And then you saw that translate with the U.S. Fabian Johnson, Jermaine Jones, all these guys with uh, John Brooks, dual citizenship. So for him to come out and say that Podolski and Ozo are notable yeah, guys that he yeah. brought over. Dude, to Germany. even closer. Yeah. Closer was Polish. That's right. So. So, yeah, for him to come out and say that about Marco Royce, I'm with Steven on this one for a player to watch. Um, are we going chalk in this group? I saw some love for Sweden over there from Steven. What you, <laughs> yeah. Who you got coming out? I had a, I'm going to have to go with Germany and Mexico. I mean, Sweden has had a strong qualifying. You know, they're playing more as a unit now because they had guys like Zlatan who was mm. up top and kind of everything ran through him. So, if you you know you know how it goes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Thing. When you have a, some guy who's, you know, say in – basketball like LeBron James I mean a lot of those guys in the Cleveland Cavaliers roster have talent but when you're defaulting to a main man and you know that guy's off the rest of the team is off you know? yeah you're and gonna so, take a back seat to the best player on right, the team right so um I mean I'm gonna have to go with Germany and Mexico only because you know as our main competitor the U.S. main competitor Mexico being that they do have a lot of talent you know and uh I think they'll be going through as the runners-up and Germany as the winner they were calling uh, Sweden Sweden for Zlatan with a Z instead of the S. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, Sweden. I but, saw uh, he came out and he said, don't watch the World Cup because I'm not going to be there. <laughs> you know, Zlatan being Zlatan, as they say. There was a funny quote. I think he had said, uh, they were talking about the U.S. Uh, national team not making it. And um, Zlatan said, now that he plays in the MLS, he goes, it's unfortunate. Something along the lines of it being unfortunate that he's married because if he wasn't, he would just go out there and have a bunch of kids in the U.S. <laughs> oh, shit. And all those kids would be like, you know, 1 through 11 on the squad yeah. would be all Ibrahimovic. And That's man. a very Ibra, Ibra quote, yeah. quote for sure. <laughs> you know how hyped I'd be if he wasn't married and he planned on following that, through well, with that? Forget yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be so far. And they all had his I just got to wait like 18 years, but it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> our, our kids are probably going through the stages as well. Yeah. Um, I got Germany and Mexico also. Yeah, same all right. here. All right. Let's move on over to Group G. Group G. You want to talk about top heavy. Yes. This is not a more top heavy group than Belgium, England, Panama, and Tunisia. Uh, shout out to Panama. Probably would have been the group that the USA would have been in because Panama took their slot. And it would have been a disaster in this group, especially how uh, USA played out. But enough about the U.S. I don't want to get going again. Um, Steven, give us a storyline for, for this group. Storyline for me is has, has to be England. Mm. I mean, this is a team that's supposed to be one of the soccer powerhouses. And each and every year, each and every major tournament, they just don't do Choke. as well as they're supposed to do. And they cost me money. Yeah, <laughs> they cost you money. I mean, <laughs> think about what was it, 2010 when they, we played against them. Was it Ben Foster? That who was there in goal when we had scored that oh, trickler that went yeah, right through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dempsey, nothing. I remember that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, there's always something with them that they just don't do as well as they should. So the thing is, are they going to be able to kind of? They got young guys coming through like Rashford, such a talent, you know, young, speedy. You scored. Did you see the goal the other day in a qualifying with, with Rashford? No, I didn't catch that. Freaking, you mean the friendly? Was it the friendly? It was a friendly. Against, yeah, 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 I saw yeah, that. Friendly. Yeah, it was the, sick. Sick, not qualified. Yeah, and friendly. It was such. I know a Ronaldo game. came out and they asked him, you know, who are the players that are going to replace you? And, and he, he mentioned Rashford yeah, on there. Yeah. So I mean, I dude, you look at their roster. I mean, all these years, it's just been loaded with big names. It's just they just can't put it together. They can't. 
So let's see. And it's all guys pretty much that play in the Premier League as well. And I think a lot of them were saying that as individuals, they're very strong, but collectively, yeah, they can't play together. I mean, think about it. They back in the day when they had Lampard, they had um, who I think is one of the best midfielders of all time, an underrated Paul Scholes. Oh, Paul Scholes, such a legend. I mean, of course he picks a man. You, I mean, for sure, I I agree (laughs) with you on that. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then you know they had a guy like Steven Gerrard too. I mean, you got a, a midfield with three guys like that, and you. Didn't really, they didn't really do anything that was too crazy in yeah. any major tournaments. So yeah, you're right. They've underwhelmed a lot, I think. For sure, I know the one of my customers who's a, a Leeds United Leeds United fan. When I was telling him, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be down with England for the Euro Cup. He's like, dude, they've been letting me down since 1960, <laughs> 1966. Because he was born after the World Cup that they won. Well, now they have no expectations, really. Yeah, they're kind of flying Given under the like radar. The Euro elimination against Iceland. It's just it, like it's kind of been the same old shit with them. Like, all right, they'll get out the yeah. group and then get bounced. Yeah, no one's like talking about them. It much, could, I feel it could like. be to their their benefit, boss. What do you got as a storyline? Uh, who will have the better goal differential between Tunisia and I don't know? <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Roberto Martinez taking over for Belgium. Big one. Um, can he finally get them over the hump? They've had. Some success yeah. in the uh, last Euro tournament, but they're, you know, they're expecting bigger and better things from Belgium. It's kind of like a semifinals appearance or or bust. Yeah, and, uh, it was odd. Many people doubted the hiring of Roberto Martinez, considering you know he hasn't really. After Everton, I think he was just in the booth, right? Yeah, with, he was uh, on ESPN. Yeah, yeah he was calling ESPN. games. I remember so, that. Um, we'll see if he if he's the guy if he can lead them, you know, to that semifinal berth or the final berth. I mean, yeah, I'm piggybacking off that. It's, is it time for Belgium? Because we've been hearing about this golden generation for them. Their core players are all, the average age is 25, right? Yeah. You got Mertens, Lukaku, shout out to Man U. You got, uh, you got um, Hazard, Hazard yeah. you got De Bruyne, Carrasco. You got all these big, Courtois and goal. You got all these big name players. And, yo, they're coming off sick, sick seasons with their with their club teams, too build that momentum in there but look we've been also hearing about this for three tournaments now yeah it's true 2014 it was going to be the coming out party dud 2016 at the euros dud also so it's like yo put put it together you're gonna have to but also looking forward we're probably going to be having this conversation for euro, euro 2020 and then right. the following world cup because their core guys are It'll all the same team all young us. and also hazard's brother i think he plays in much gladback and uh in the bundesliga he's on the roster too a lot of people are saying how he's he's as good, if not better, than Hazard. He just hasn't been discovered yet. So right. it's going to be interesting to see if he cracks the 11 for them because that team is just so stacked. Stacked. And the funny thing is they all play for Premier League teams. You yeah. Know? Like their top players, you know, Hazard with Chelsea. I mean, you got Lukaku with Man United, Courtois. You know, so they all play with Premier League teams. And, yo, it's nuts how we were just talking about Spain left off all their guys from the Premier League with the exception of one. It's right. like the dude took everybody from the Premier League everybody. for Belgium. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. Staying with the Premier League, my player to watch is Hazard. Had a monster campaign for Chelsea. And if it could bleed into the World Cup, there's a guy who, at 25-1 to 1 to win the Golden Ball, might be a nice little investment, boss. You know what I'm saying? We're, we got to talk a little bit of betting, <laughs> the pieces of shit that we are. But uh, I think Hazard, man. Hazard is also a guy who, I think he's, he's, more, he's more so like Marco Royce. Yes. Just without the injury. Yeah. Where like, he's like, you know, you got your Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar. And then he's you, the next tier. He's like the next tier of big superstars. Yeah. So I'm going with Hazard there. Boss, so what you got as a player to watch? I got uh, Harry Kane, who I think is captaining England uh, in this tournament. So he's come on big time uh, the last couple of years at the club level. He's even succeeded at the international level. 
um yeah it's a weak group i think it'll get them going early playing you know to, what was it tunisia tunisia and panama and panama so you can really get going against those two teams get your confidence up and uh you know keep that momentum moving onto the the elimination games so I got Harry Kane as my player to watch. If I'm not mistaken, yes. one of the best goal scorers in the world. The last game of this group is Belgium England. Wow! So that's gonna be okay, fun man. to watch because it's, it's, it's gonna determine, yo, are you going to win your group, right? Or you're gonna come in second and then have to run into one of these juggernauts. And it's like you know, get England eases into the tournament. And it's a nice tune-up before the elimination game. That's true too. Where in the past they've had the you know, I remember it was England Portugal in 2014 because we played ghana they were in our group right with uh usa so oh no no it wasn't england england was tw- 2010 it was yeah. germany that was in the group right so yeah just, just scratch that then but yeah you're right they, they get both teams got cupcakes and then the main event is going to be the last last match day match day three with belgium and england and i think i remember reading something saying that the the first place team in one of the groups i forget which one it was they were citing travel in the knockout stages to that be yo a big thing like with actually qualifying first yes. in the group i was reading because you know if you for some reason i think it was that the path to the finals and 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 the last world cups that were win, uh, teams that won they had like a lighter travel schedule because they came first in their group that was something that i had read recently nah, yo that's a great point and i'm uh, glad that you mentioned that because that's something because you, you you're spread out throughout russia you're staying at various hotels so you're your flight from one city to another might be shorter, and that's that's huge, dude. We always say about how something that's super underrated, and we take it for granted for athletes. It's like, yo, they're traveling three three nights and four days, yeah. right? Three games and four nights in the NBA team, and you're going from Jersey, Miami to Washington. It's like, dude, we go to Vegas. We granted it's Vegas, but <laughs> we come back and we're like, yo, I don't want to get on Shot, a plane yeah. for like six months. You, they go right back to it. So, yo. Steven, hats off for that one, man. That was that was a good call there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, that's going to be a big one, too, with Belgium and England playing that last game. Yeah. You know, it's going to have some implications on yeah. the knockout stages, you know. So they might actually go – even if they both are qualified, they might still go all in for that one. Who you got as a as a player? For me, I think Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. Um, this guy was pro- arguably the best player in the, in the um, Premier League this year. Um, I know they didn't perform really on the European stage, which is going to be interesting to watch because, yeah. you know, you're looking at it for the league. They had that wrapped up just like Barcelona had that wrapped up in the beginning. The Premier League was locked up by City the first within the first couple of weeks. I mean, they weren't looking back. Yeah. So is it a player that you're going to see that is better with pressure or, or without? You know what I'm saying? Is that why I feel like that's all of Belgium, too. That's true. Or... So it could be like a mental yeah, thing. Yeah. You have the fortitude to go through and, and really make a long run in this World Cup. Who we got going through? Any surprises here, fellas? <laughs> nah. Belgium and England? All right, so how about this? Who you, who you got going first? Damn. I'm going to go Belgium. Belgium? Yeah, I'm going to go Belgium, too. I'm going to go Belgium, Belgium as well. Can you see maybe they both have the same? Yo, you know what's going to be interesting? Those two games that they play prior to playing each other, you got to get the, the the goals up. Goal differential. Yeah, what right. if they tie? They if they, they tie, they tie the game. last game, they both have seven points, and it's going to come down to goal differential. So, that, so that's going to be huge. You got to get... and. I mean, if you factor in, Belgium has more firepower, I would say. So that's something to consider there. So, yeah, Belgium and England, to no one's surprise, we got going through. All right, last group. I think this is the group of death. Am I crazy? I legit think all four teams could get through. They could. I mean, like, it's not top-heavy. Yeah. But 
Yeah, they all have a shot. I think Group D is my group of death. I think that group is so wide open. Behind Argentina, Argentina, Iceland, think, Nigeria, yeah. Croatia. Group D, I think, might be mine as well. But, I mean, as f- if you're talking about, like, top-heavy teams, more top-heavy, that, that group definitely. But Group H is, like, the team of, you know, not average, but, you know, no, kind of on I, the I same do, level. I just yeah. feel There's like... There's no standout team. No. Like, if you were to tell me any combination of the two teams went through, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if you told me Senegal, Japan went through, I'd be like, all right. All right, yeah. Poland, Senegal, Poland, like any combination. So let's get into this one. Um, group H, like I said, it's the group of death for me. I think that's my biggest storyline. I legit think that there's always one World Cup. There's always one tournament where we, we coin it the group of death. And I think that this is it. Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. I legit think that any of these two teams can advance. I think it's going to be fun. I think that it's going to come down to the last leg where a couple of the other groups like Belgium, England, they're going to be halfway through the second game. They'll know that they're advancing. Now that's going to be seeding. Whereas this one, yo, it might come down to the last like minutes of the game to see who goes through. And I think it makes it fun. Um, Poland had a really strong qualifying. Colombia, once again, they're back at it. Senegal is one of the teams. I know Stephen mentioned Nigeria as his pick of the African teams to advance. I think Senegal, man. Senegal might be in there. And then, and then you got Japan. So that's my biggest storyline, the group of death. We finally found one. I think for me, the storyline would have to be, can Hamas Rodriguez replicate that 2014 World Cup mm. where he broke out as a star? I mean, that's where he broke out onto yeah. the world stage. Coming out party. And Real Madrid is like, all right, well, this kid, which the Galacticos, that's what they do. They see the, the next biggest thing coming up and they sign him and that's what they did. And uh, he kind of had a falling out at Madrid, went to Munich and he Bounced regained back. his form. Yeah. yeah. So I think the storyline will be, can he take Colombia to the same heights that he did in 2014? Uh, I got Poland building on their, like you said, their strong qualifying. They also took Portugal, I think, to penalties mm. in the quarterfinals of the Euro. So just staying strong with that. Lewandowski, I think, led Europe. Yeah, he did lead Europe in uh, qualifying. He had 16 goals. So just that bring that goal-scoring prowess, you know, continuing. This might be his last tournament as well for Poland. So one last run for him up top. And uh, I think I have him going through. So, yeah, just, you know, Poland. All right. They uh, Switzerland, they beat in penalties, and then they lost to Portugal. So you were right on in that penalties, one. though? Or? Yeah, and PKs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, both. So they also, similar to Costa Rica in the last World Cup in right. Euro, they had back-to-back games going into to penalty kicks. All right, player to watch. Who's your player to watch, boss? I got Mane, mm. Senegal. I mean, Honey Badger. If you want to talk <laughs> about like the big three in uh, soccer, it was definitely Firmino, uh, Mane, and Salah, Salah yeah. all year long. So yeah. just seeing him, you know, he's obviously the best player on this team. If he can do it, you know, what his flair is. We saw it a little bit when uh, Salah went out in the Champions League. But um, yeah. ball started going through him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he had that Badger, goal. Right. Uh, Right at, before the end of the first half? Yeah, he did. Oh, no, no, no the second half. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off the corner. But it was right? the response, right? The after response the, to, to the goal that um, Benzema, Benzema scored, yeah, the FIFA yeah. goal. Yeah. That <laughs> oh, wasn't a FIFA goal, yo, when you saw that? You're like, yo, that's some shit that happens in FIFA, and then you and break you your controller. by accident. I just, couldn't believe that happened. <laughs> that was horrible. That. Was, and now they're blaming it on a concussion. Yeah. Like that, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so apparently Ramos on a corner kick two minutes before came in and threw like a, like a shoulder shrug. Of course, Ramos. Carries. Right? Yeah, Ramos. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Mane. Mane's my player to watch. I got Falcao, man. I don't know if he's going to start for them, but I think the story's cool because prior to the last World Cup, he was the star with Monaco. That yeah. was like his coming out party. 
scored like 35 goals that campaign. And then he tore his ACL, I think January or February prior to the World Cup. And I remember watching this video. He went to like a, a church in Colombia and some like priest or, or like a nun, I forgot who it was exactly, grabbed his knee and was like blessing it. And he started crying. He ended up not playing for the World Cup. So I think it'd be cool. Look, he's up there in age. It's probably going to be his last major tournament. I I would play him up top as a, as a traditional number nine. And I think that he deserves it. Well, he's back now with Monaco. And I yeah. think he had a strong season. Uh, I remember him coming to United. And I was yeah, that was another thing, too. He alone, he, yeah. So, yo, some dudes, man, that you chase the money, and I feel you. If I was in that position, I'd probably do the same. But grass isn't always greener, man. Sometimes n- being comfortable and knowing the stability of an organization, no matter what sport, no matter what company, it's like, yo, let me take a little lesson. I know my role. I know I'm going to be a star. I know I'm going to be getting these reps. How many times do you see guys go to Real Madrid and you're like, yo, is he even going to get burned on the team? Remember it's like, the guy, it's a waste. Odegaard, he was like 16, 15, 16. Yeah. Uh, Martin Odegaard. And he signed and they were like, you shouldn't do that. Go to a team like Ajax in, in the Netherlands where yeah. they develop these young players and make them into the stars that they become. And he went straight for the money. Real Madrid, he was like, at 16 years old, one of the best in his class. And now I have no idea where he is, to be honest. Yeah, I had to think about, I had to do like a double, like, wait, what? And then I remember that name because I remember him being so popular in that discussion. Yeah, yeah. So who who you got as a a player? For a player, I think in Poland, Lewandowski. Mm. Uh, Because I think a lot of their attack runs through him. Through him, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's going to, if he has a good tournament, Poland's going to go through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because he's the focal point of their offense. Who you got going through in this group? I got uh, was it Poland and Colombia? Yeah, that's who I got. Also, that's who I got as well. I, I thought we might get a little Senegal, get a little crazy. I but thought so I thought too. you were gonna get crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I hyped it up. I was like, "Yo, there's the one where I could yeah. see coin flip," and then we all picked the same teams. But I'm very excited for this group in particular, as a uh, as a dark horse man. I think Colombia. If you're looking at, you know, you look at the odds, right? The top six is realistically who's going to win it. You got France, Brazil, Spain, Germany, Belgium, and Argentina, odds-wise. If you're going to wager on any other team, Colombia's 40-1. to Not the worst bet. They got some Cuadrado, James. If James could take over like he did in the last World Cup, man, don't forget David Luiz scored that golasso goal, that free kick against them. That's really what knocked them out. But they got... I think they're one of the most passionate teams. When they play together, they like love to rep Colombia. Yeah. You also see it with the fan bases when we go like bar hopping and shit when Colombia's playing. It's like yeah. it's madness. That well, that was their first time in the in the World since Cup. Since 94. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. you got back-to-back feeding off that momentum too. Cuadrado, I think he's an X factor for There's another guy you could put as a player to watch, especially for Colombia. So this is a fun group. We all got Colombia and Poland going through. Before we give you our winner and our World Cup final, Let's give away some awards, right? So top goal scorer, golden gloves, golden ball for player of the year. Golden gloves, obviously, for, for goalie of the tournament. Let's start off with uh, goalie. Boss, who's your goalie of the tournament? I'm going to go with De Gea. De Gea for Spain. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I'm a Man United fan, and I believe in De Gea, and he's top talent, and he plays on a team that's going to allow him to be one of the best goalkeepers in the tournament. You know, he's not like one like Navas, a guy like Costa Rica, where he's such a talented goalkeeper, but you're playing in a team in Costa Rica that might not give you a chance. Right, yeah, a deep chance. Not going to yeah, have yeah. enough games. Yo, that's true because that's one thing that you got to look at. You got to look at the road. 
realistically, when you're giving away these awards, you need to get to the semifinal. Yeah. Right, yeah, you need right? to see him going deep. Most notable was uh, Forlan in 2010. He won the Golden Ball. They got knocked out in the semis. Because the semis, don't forget, if you make it to the semis, you're going to play the same amount of games as you would if you play in the final because they play that third third place game. Right. So you're going to play the seven games that the champion would end up playing anyway. So, yeah, you do. If You know, you might score, not score, but you might have three shutouts and not advance. I don't know how that would work out, but I'm just using that as an example. But And then another guy plays six games. It's completely different. Um, I'm going with Allison Becker. The goalie for Brazil. He's he's slated to be the starter for them. Allison, you know, Brazilians usually go by one name, not two, so right. mistake on my part. <laughs> so Allison in goal for them, I think it's gonna be huge. They're saying that this is the best goalie they've had since uh Duda. It was Duda or Adida? The guy who played for AC Milan. I think Duda. I think it was Duda. I think it was Duda too. So look, it's been a long time coming since they've had a goalie like that. So I'm going with Allison for You know uh, what's funny about the Brazilians and, and teams like that. The goalkeeper is usually the one when they're young that can't play because you have so many talented people that want to be in the field. So they never really produce like great, great goalkeepers because of the fact that they're always so good with their feet. Right. Nobody wants to play goalie. Yeah. You know, here in the U.S., you got players who are, you know, they're football players or whatever. They Everything's about they, they want to play with their hands. Right. But there, nobody does. So usually it's like, all right, let's put the the, the wackest guy <laughs> in the group in goal and see what happens, you know? By the way, it was it was Dita. It was Dita. Dita, yeah, it was the goalie. Nelson Dita. Also played for AC Milan, yeah. Wow, 44 years old. Look at him go. Shout out to Wikipedia. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on over to top goal scorer. Now, top goal scorer could maybe get away with it. I forgot who the player was, but sometime in the 90s, I think the guy that won top goal scorer scored like five goals in the group stage. They didn't advance, but he ended up winning it. So goal scorer is completely different. That's a that's a number, right? Like you can, there's no bias, there's no voting to it. Where it's like, oh, this guy scored the most goals. So, Steven, who you got as top goal scorer for the tournament? I want to go with Cristiano. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, I think Griezmann might have a real Griezmann. Good That's who I had. Yeah? Yeah, I did have Griezmann in my yeah. nose. Yeah, I think I think uh, I could go with him. Because I think, I, for some reason, I, uh, France, I think, could go far. Um, and Griezmann's going to be the reason why they do go far. Yeah, he's going to spearhead that attack. He did it in Euro. I think he could carry it over to the World Cup. All right, hold on. You both said Griezmann, and that's one of the guys that I had down. I didn't pick him, but, you know, when I get people to agree on one thing, obviously I pull up Vegas right away to see what the betting odds are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was third. I was actually looking at the odds. Griezmann is who's the third? 12 to 1. It's not bad. That is not bad. Who's, a, who's was their it? top? Uh, Messi is first, Neymar, Griezmann, Ronaldo, yeah, Griezmann was Harry third, Kane, and then Werner, who you mentioned for Germany as top goal scorer. Werner's interesting because like, Germany has the chance to make that deep run again. I'm going with uh, Gabriel Jesus, man. Yeah. 18-1. to one, they, Piggybacking off what I said before about him as a player to watch. Right. You could feeding definitely off see Neymar. feeding off Neymar. Everything's going to be on Neymar. He creates, bam, little tap-ins. You could definitely see him having two, three tap-ins, and then I'm sure he'll create something for himself too. So, And there's another thing. Brazil, we're expecting to be in the final four I mean, right. for the most part. I'm just speaking for myself, but I got head nods from you guys. So they're going to be you, – you need to have guys that are going to go on these long runs with their teams to realistically be in the money, be in the discussion to win these awards. Um, Golden Ball, who's your player of the tournament? Don't forget – it does help if your team wins it, but it's not the be-all, end-all. I think Messi. Messi? I think he's just determined to get that, 
you know to solidify himself and he's he's gonna do it by any means so he, whether it's like i read off those numbers before and mm. qualifying i think those are going to carry over if argentina wants to succeed and i think he's going to make that happen you, you you take the name right off from me messi yeah leo Lionel, Lionel, Lionel messi baby you know what? Does that anger you as a He's CR7 big. guy? <laughs> it, 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 you know what? It doesn't, but because only because in my heart I want to say Cristiano, but my head says Messi. But I think, I don't know, I want to say that Cristiano's really, really going to have a, a hell of a tournament, but, I mean, my head's going to say Messi as well. I mean, he's probably going to take the golden ball. And that that is tough to say as a Cristiano fan, but, um, yeah, I think. I, think Messi is I like it though, man, because you respect greatness. I respect greatness. Like a lot of people are just haters. Like you're seeing some of the LeBron slander. By the way, we're recording this on Saturday. You guys will be hearing this on Monday. But like, you know, they got swept and you just see Twitter and social media is just going off. It's like, dude, sit back and let's step back for a second and just enjoy what this guy did and the run he did. I think it's taken for me to get like more older and mature to realize. Me that, too. Like, because when I was younger and. I, just being a Yankee fan, like hating, hating Red Sox, like Pedro Martinez is one of the greatest pitchers of all time, but yeah. I hated him. And yeah. I was like, oh, he sucks. He, he, Dude, you know, I would never just appreciate what he was doing. But now as I'm older, like, I can appreciate someone, even if it's the Red Sox, unfortunately, like, you know, J.D. Martinez was having a monster year, Mookie Betts, just for example, like cross sports. It's, but. it's maturing as a, a human and also just like as a sports fan. Yeah, My yeah. argument used to always be like, ah, but he don't got the rings though. Right? Yeah. And when I would always support Eli Manning, obviously, but... But when you look at it, it's like, yo, a lot of shit happens for you to win a championship. Yeah. Yeah. They're team sports. Yeah, of course. It's so funny that you say that, too, because um, like what you see a lot, a, a lot of people sometimes, they don't like somebody and they hate on him. Oh, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't suck. He's, you know, I, that would be like me saying when I was younger, yeah, yeah, no, Messi sucks. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's horrible. You can't say, you have to appreciate the greatness that they had. Right, right. Just because you may not like him doesn't mean he, he sucks. sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, even not, like back in the day, Islanders, Rangers, you know, just to go into hockey, that was like, you know, I was an Islanders fan my whole life, which, you know, kind yeah, of. Same here. Look at boss. Boss yeah, getting excited. Yeah, I can totally relate. Boss, yeah. there we go. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it, well, Lou Lamarillo, that's a good hiring too. I, I hope so. And they cleaned okay. house, got snow out of there yeah, and weighed out of there. About damn time. Yeah, man. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, that was something that back in the day, you know, you were always getting, I'm sure, ragged on both a Rangers fan. Yeah, because everyone in the, like, everyone's I'm from a Rangers Queens, fan. So yeah, everyone's a Rangers fan. Yeah, so, like, you, you you meet an Islander fan, it's like, you don't leave each other's side. I know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we got to defend each other's backs. We got to remember, it, we're know? talking about the World Cup here. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I know, I know. Might have a bonus episode just about <laughs> the Islanders. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up with uh, the granddaddy of them all. Who is going to be playing for the World Cup final? And then let's go with a winner. Um I'll lead off because I think everybody knows who I'm going with for the months of speculation. I'm going Argentina over Brazil in the final. Two South American teams. The last South American team to win a World Cup, 2002, was Brazil. It's been European dominance ever since. Italy, Spain, Germany. So I'm going with Argentina versus Brazil. Messi gets one. And then just whips his balls out for everyone to see and be like, yo, for all you guys that have been necking all these years, take that. Yo, South America would be going crazy. They crazy. hate each other as it is. Yeah. It's like the two biggest Dude, countries. And, and, and think about it. It was shaping up to be that for the last World Cup, yeah. too. Brazil, they ran into Germany, but that might have been. Okay, could you imagine that storyline? Argentina, Holy Brazil, in Brazil. Whoo. That final might have never happened. They would have <laughs> been riots, riots galore. Yeah. Riots galore. So I got Argentina over Brazil. I want to see Messi 
like Steven's been saying, the theme of this podcast for him has been like, just appreciate the greatness of yeah. Messi and Ronaldo. Don't hate. And it's like, yo, I, I think Messi deserves, I think he deserves one. So I think he, I think he gets it here. I hope he does, but I'm going Germany over Brazil. Mm. I think we see that rematch, but I still think Germany conquers them on neutral ground this time. Damn, Brazilians are going to be sick. Twice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't see it happening. I got to say, when we went to Studio Square for McGregor Aldo. Oh, that was amazing. Dude, so many Brazilians. You've been to Studio yeah, Square, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's in the middle of like Astoria pretty much. And it's like the most diverse city in the world. It's a dope spot, though. And just mad Brazilians and Irish people all over. And the Brazilians are doing their ole ole and all that and like dancing. And then although I knocked out in what, 13 seconds? Yeah, the place was... just went quiet. <laughs> quiet. And the Irish people were going. Irish people were climbing going the poles, the light posts. Dude, a guy picked me up and kissed me. I was like, yo, I had money on McGregor. He picked me up. He's like, yeah, let's go, lad. Pouring Guinness and shit. It was nuts. Now, was... imagine that. Now, that's in the U.S. You know, imagine how Oh, it is. oh yeah, yeah. But also, going back to Studio Square, that's like a melting pot yeah. when it comes time for I'm the saying. World like Cup. You, you, you see fans there of, of every country. Every country is represented. And, and even so, if you, wanna, if you want to get invested in the World Cup, just go to a bar and... Any team that's playing, you'll see fans from that from that country just supporting. It's good. It, it, it makes it more enjoyable for sure. Who do you got in the final? For me, I'm gonna go with Spain and Germany. I think. I think. Um, I think that Brazil. Like this is the thing. I, w- I was gonna originally go with Brazil being in the final against Spain, but for some reason, I feel like when they get to those high pressure situations, whether it's the media, whether it's you know just the pressure of letting down a nation so big in yeah. soccer as Brazil is. I feel like they kind of wilt under pressure. And uh, Argentina, I think, will be a semifinalist candidate. But for some reason, I think maybe it could be a semifinal Germany-Argentina again. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I see Germany definitely going through. That'd be another rematch, too, Germany-Argentina. Yeah. But I, Damn, th- I, so think, I think Spain might take it all. Though. Yo, now that I'm thinking about I don't know who you have in the semis, but think about it. Germany might beat Argentina, who they beat in the last World Cup, and Brazil, according to you, how you got it. Right, right, right. So it's like, damn, son. South America's going to be tied at Germany for sure. <laughs> I, I, think, I think like Spain-Brazil could also be like another semifinal. Match. Yeah, yeah. That's a, So my final four, I know I didn't ask you guys to do it, but I, I have... Uh, Spain, Spain-Brazil, Germany-Argentina. Yeah. You talk about world powers, man. That shit would be fire if that happened. But I would like to see a team like, say, Colombia or something just swiggle in there. Yeah, you know like in Uruguay, like you mentioned it's, before. It's always, yeah, it's, all, it's always, there's always a team. So there's always two themes with the World Cup. There's always a powerhouse team that's a favorite that doesn't advance out the group. Yep, England. And then England. And then... Um, and then there's always a team that is like a, a final eight team that you didn't expect, right? Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, Even the Euros, like Iceland. Yeah, Euros with Iceland. There's always. So that's another thing where people, that team gets some momentum and you get the casual fan to just jump on, on the bandwagon. Everyone loves an underdog, as they say. Of course. So uh, that's the World Cup preview. Russia, a nice, lengthy, and meaty one. Wednesday? Wednesday? Thursday. 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 Well, Thursday is Russia, Saudi Arabia. I mean, I'm probably just going to watch the opening ceremony. But the the real fun starts on Friday. A Portugal, Spain play Friday. Portugal, Spain on Friday. So that's, that's going to be yeah, fun in the, in the afternoon suck for us over here. Suck, yeah. It's like 6 a.m., 9, and then 12. And on the weekend, it's like 9, 12, and 2 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to suck. The for weekends me. aren't bad. The weekdays. Let's see, for you, you work the overnights. So, yeah. uh, Steven, it was a pleasure reconnecting once again. I know we're going to go grab some... Uh, 
some food some alcoholic drinks. beverages <laughs> after this one uh where can they find you where can they contact you is there any projects you're working on with one duo plug away the floor is yours yeah so i mean on instagram you can follow us it's uh, one duo music instagram twitter facebook anything you want uh we do have a couple of surprises coming in as terms of shows we just played actually a hometown show out in uh in patchog on long island which was super dope so a lot of people that you know haven't seen in a while come down and support and uh, yeah, we put on a hell of a show, so it was a good time. We have a couple of shows coming up, and a couple of releases as well with some big name artists, which I uh, due to some contractual reasons can't state. But oh, good. just on, tease on the air, tease but uh, yeah, in the works. There's some there's some big things in the works, so it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially with the summer coming up. It's festival season as far as you know, dance music is concerned, so uh, it's gonna be a good time. It's also pool season, boss, and we didn't book season. no Vegas trip. I'm very, very upset with this one. I think I'm gonna have to join you guys, and we're gonna have to go to Vegas. Yeah, to. yeah. Listen, I, I'll. There's not a lot of things I'll say no to. Vegas is definitely not one of them. Definitely not. Uh, you mentioned your, the group, but individually, where can they find you if they wanted to reach out to you? Do you have any social yeah, media? Yeah, yeah. So my social media, my Instagram is at uh, Steve S T E V E One Duo O N E D U O. Cool. I'll make sure to post that on the Instagram. On this episode uh, Twitter, when out. this episode yeah, goes yeah, out, definitely. you guys will be able to find them. Uh, Boss, where can they find you? Uh, at endavito27 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at The Lamp Show, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. You know, I'm on this Fortnite Benders. I've played a game with uh, Steven, too. And, Did uh, you? Yeah, yeah, we played a we game, too. I got to get him on the stream also to get, get shit going. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy. This is the best tournament in the world, best sporting event in the world. Land and boss, I appreciate you guys, man. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Good seeing you again. It's a pleasure to meet you too. Likewise. Boss. Isles good. Nation. You guys have a, a bond now. Yo, uh, instant connection. Instant, instant connection. connection. Rare Islander fan, you know, in, in New York City. Hey, we're coming back to Coliseum next year. I think I we're going to have to go to a game. I know. Yeah, or, they're going like, like 10, 10 or 12, 12 games. Yeah. Nick, you might want to cut us off before yeah. we get yeah. Yeah. crazy. Yeah. Guys, enjoy the tournament. <laughs> I'll talk in the future later. <laughs> this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.